and touched her flat stomach. A baby grew in there, one she and Marshall Neville made six weeks before, the only night they were married. Talk about unlucky. That was Kim DeHaven. What was she going to do with a baby? Her great-grandmother would fire her. Her grandmother crucify her. Her mother would sell her into slavery. Not really, but they'd sure enough feel like it. How on earth did this happen? It was just one time, for heaven's sake. She groaned. She couldn't even tell Marshall. Not when he'd just asked his girlfriend to marry him in a real wedding come Christmas time. What a tangled up mess. And she had no idea how to unravel it. She'd met Marshall two months ago. His cousin was getting married, and the wedding party stayed at the Brewer Hotel. He'd come out to visit with them. After multiple calls and lots of texting, he'd asked her out, and that led to going with him on spring break to Las Vegas. It started out as a crazy dare, and by the next morning, they realized just how foolish they had been when they woke up married. When they got home that evening, Marshall's father had taken them straight to his lawyer, and it had been annulled. A month later, she'd gotten a text from Marshall saying that he and Amelia, his girlfriend since high school, were back together and planning a Christmas wedding. She wandered aimlessly into the bedroom of the two-room suite she occupied on the ground floor of the lavish Brewer Hotel in Morgantown, West Virginia. When she graduated high school two years before, Hannah had presented her a key to her own suite. She had a king-size bed, an entertainment unit with cable television and stereo, her own laptop with Wi-Fi, a huge closet, a living room with a comfortable deep sofa and recliner, and a small apartment-sized refrigerator with a microwave on top tucked into a corner for snacks. She'd worked at the hotel in some capacity since she'd turned 16. She helped at the front desk and with the bookings, generally keeping an eye on things in the evenings. But mostly in the summer, she was at her great-grandmother's beck and call to do whatever she wanted. Hannah Brewer and her late husband, Jesse, had owned it since the day they married, more than 60 years before. To stay at the Brewer was an experience, instead of a mere place to throw the suitcases and splash in a swimming pool. The only reason it was a five-star hotel was because they didn't give out six or seven or ten stars. Hannah and Jesse had only one child, a daughter, Karen, who married Daniel Tarleton. Karen was even more perfect than Hannah was, if that was possible. Instead of a woman entering a room, a force strolled in when Karen arrived. She lived in the old Cosby Plantation mansion outside of town, and the only fault she had was her judgment in men. Or man, as in her husband of more than 40 years, good-looking beyond words with his salt-and-pepper hair and big brown eyes. Rumor had it, if all the women he'd cheated on Karen with were put shoulder to shoulder, the line would reach from Morgantown to D.C. Sue DeHaven, Kim's mother, was a quiet school teacher. Her husband, Kim's father, Jeff, had died two years before in a tragic automobile accident. If Sue had a fault, Kim didn't know where she hid it. She'd been the perfect mother, and she was the one Kim hated to face the most. Throwing herself down on the bed, she stared at the ceiling. Show me what to do. Give me a sign. I can't face Nana or Grandmother, or even Mama. The phone rang. She jumped and grabbed it from her nightstand. The phone call could be her sign. Hello, Nana. Did her voice sound different now that she was going to be a mother? How quick can you get up to my apartment? Are you okay? 
Kim asked. I'm fine, but hurry up, please, Hannah said. Kim shivered at the tone of her great-grandmother's voice. Surely she hadn't figured out Kim's secret already. I'm on my way. Kim removed her nightshirt with Tweety Bird on the front and slipped into a pair of khaki shorts, an orange t-shirt, and a pair of matching flip-flops, and then went straight to the elevator in the lobby. When it stopped, she knocked on Hannah's penthouse door. Hannah started talking the minute she swung the door open. I just got word that my cousin in Emmett, Oklahoma, died this morning and left me her farm. I've decided to go out there and finish bringing in the summer crops. Kim stepped through the door and looked around the room. Everything looked the same as it had the night before when she kissed her great-grandmother on the cheek and left. Where in the devil is Emmett? He never mentioned a cousin or any relatives living in Oklahoma, or any relatives of any kind, period.